Hi, everybody. I am Garrett, and welcome to this week's episode of Girl Club. Joining me, as always, are uh, today we've got two of my three Girl Club regulars, Nova Page and Christina Boudreau. And uh, hey, ladies. Hey. <laughs> it's good to see you, CB. It's good to see your faces. Good to see you guys. So, so let me just, you guys, let me just set up where we are. You know, for those of you who are just joining us this week, we have spent the last, gosh, I guess the last four to six weeks talking about uh, the spirit of rejection and all of the unhealthy ways that it impacts your life, all of the unhealthy ways that we can feed into it. Um, we've spoken about the indicators that might show that you're dealing with that spirit. And then we have, you know, we went into the way that you can fight that spirit, the way that you can actually take authority in the spirit realm over the spirit of rejection, depression, sadness, all of the things that work with it, including that mocking enemy who loves to sit back and taunt us and, uh, goad us into a bad place with the Lord. So, we're getting ready to move into a new area of discussion. But before we do, I did promise that we would try to address at least a few of the letters and the comments, the requests for prayer that have come in today. And, you know, in reading through a lot of them, I realized that, you know, we really do need to try to, you know, especially while while I have UCB and UNOVA, like I'd love for us to really kind of tackle some of these and, Give the answer and and try to pray through some of this stuff for all of us, because um, some of these comments and questions bring up some really deep stuff. So um, let's see, ladies. I'm going to I'm going to kind of tee up where we're going to begin with the first comment. But while I do that, I want to know how your week was. What's God What's God doing this week in your lives? <sighs> UCB. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, Cynthia, I'll be calling you this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you know, lady, I just, for all of you watching, I just have to let you know whenever I ask them what's going on in your lives and they're silent, it's not because nothing's going on in their lives and they don't. <laughs> They have nothing to say. It's usually because, oh, wow. So it's like that. Yeah. It's yeah. wild. It's wild. Um, yeah. I mean, for, for me, my husband and I just uh, went to speak at a marriage getaway. We did one of the breakout sessions and um, mm. it was awesome. It's, it's very interesting because we shared a, uh, we, 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 we talked about a very intimate topic, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and, but the way to intimacy, you know, is always communication and how we are intimate with the father is through communication and how we're intimate with one another is communication and giving people uh, tools and really access to one another's hearts by super healthy communication. And, um, you know, we taught just the five levels of communication that we've studied and really, honestly, it was so encouraging to, we, we gave people a little game to play and I won't get into it, but uh, it was really encouraging because the next day so many came and said, we were up till midnight and we wanted to get from level five, which is kind of like the small talk conversation with our spouse down to level one, which is fully intimate. And I, for me, I've just been really thinking a lot about not only how I, you know, it's when we teach, it's always a reminder to ourselves. So how am I communicating with the father and how am I communicating mm -hmm. with my husband? And it, 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 it coincides with one another. And of course, after that there, I had a total physical, spiritual attack mm -hmm. and I, it was awesome. You guys, because right, the more we grow and the more we're learning as, you know, spiritual chicks on the go that the enemy loves to just rob us of whatever life um, that we have. And I think what's been beautiful is I recognize that I saw it and I was like, I know what this is. And I was able to just, you know, in the name of Jesus, rebuke this sickness and this disaster mm -hmm. that was trying to come upon me. So it was, it was a really encouraging week. And um, I won't get into a lot of this things that I even would try to come against me with rejection in regards to even doing this seminar. But 
honestly, our talks in the girl club, you know, the conversations we had really helped equip me, you know, either we can use things that offense to like offend us and break us down and go down, or we can use it as a gateway into growth and becoming who we're meant to be. And I really am learning. I don't want to say I learned it. I'm learning that that is moment by moment by moment. So that, that was my week. That was my week. Man, dude, oh, I just want to say that I love you guys, dude. <laughs> like sometimes I think, you know, even as like a single woman, just look, like hearing you, Nova, you know, just talk about like how you're just out there with your husband, Ricky, you know, just sharing about like marriage and the beauty of marriage and how you guys are encouraging people. You're setting a standard for this generation that isn't there right now, you know, and same thing with Cynthia, with you and Roger, you guys are just out there and you're doing it and you're unapologetic. And that encourages me. Like, you know, like yesterday, you know, I just, I did, um, you know, I, I wrote something about, you know, being single at 31 and knowing that I'm worth waiting for and, and posting it and, and just honestly really navigating you guys, how people, even at the age of 31, as I've shared with them, you know, that I, have never been on a date. I've never held a boy's hand. I've never like, you know, danced, had my first dance with a boy because I told the Lord that I wanted to save that for my husband. And there's people in today's culture that are like, well, Christina, your standards are too high. You know, oh. that, that you, and they shame me for that part of my story and they make me feel guilty and all of these things. And, and honestly, like there's days where I'm just like, God, is my are my standards too high? But Nova, seeing you and Ricky and, and Cynthia, seeing you and Roger, I'm like, no, Lord, my standards are not too high. Like no. other people's standards are just too low. And if people can't rise to the occasion, that's their issue, not my problem. Right. And so just seeing you guys and, you know, even at the age of like, you know, you're in your 40s and, you know, 50s and you guys are just doing it. At the age of 31, it makes me want to buckle down and say, Lord, like full sending it for you. Like I'm never going to settle, you know, never going to settle for anything less than God's best. And honestly, as I've at the beginning of this year, the Lord gave me the word worthy for a book to write for singles. And I started just sitting down one day and writing and it's not even like I have anything like official out there, but I honestly, over a period of like two weeks, I was in like 45 days you know, and not, not 45 days, like 45 pages of like thick material. That's just so good. And it's just everything that God's taught me. And I feel like in the season that I'm at right now, more than ever that the Lord is really putting on my heart that this book for singles that he's put in my heart called worthy and it's even just a book to for singles to help them know their identity to know their worth and their purpose in christ that whether their destination is that they want to be married or they're called to be single that they deal with all the stuff they need to deal with in their singleness to set them up for success in their future for whatever god has for them but to really go deep with all of those things and just seeing how there's material out there for marriage you know and all this stuff and realizing that god's given me this story I believe it's for this time makes me more excited than ever to continue to continue writing this book. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Write it. I, I mean, I can't it, Nova kind of playing off of something you said, I'm backtracking to it. It connects to what Christina's saying and you both sort of, you're touching on really something. I think for all of you watching that you, you I want you to really hear the realness and the intimacy that you have with your heavenly father directly impacts the realness and the intimacy that you have with your spouse, with your friends, with your colleagues at work, with everybody in every situation that you deal with. And I think that when you're able to be that real with God, I mean, after all, he knows. So you might as well get real, right? Like he sees, he knows, he understands. He is the answer. When you're able to be that real and that raw with God, you're able to be that real and that raw with other people. And all of a sudden, you're set free from feeling any kind of a spirit of rejection or insecurity or low self-worth or anything because you're invested 
in the moment and being real with the people and the situations that you're dealing with. And I have to tell you, it's the most powerful you'll ever be. It's the most confident you'll ever be. It's the most attractive you'll ever be because there's nothing more attractive than someone who's standing steadfast in their truth, even when their truth happens to include pain or or hurt or disappointment at the moment, you know? And, and I, I think you're both, you know, this generation, I mean, look, the word authenticity is so abused. I mean, <laughs> God, you know, we're dealing with a generation that is, you know, so craving authenticity, but the only authenticity that exists is your identity in Christ. You know, Amen. everything else, I'm sorry, is an unreal, manipulated, deceitful bastardization of what God created you to be and how God created you to be and where he created you to find your authenticity. And, and uh, I tried a lot of things before really trying Jesus and really surrendering my life to Christ. And, and, and honestly, I think between the four of us, UCB, Unova, me, and Christina Reynolds, who isn't with us today, um, I think we tried everything. I mean, between the four of us, I'm pretty sure we tried everything and have experienced everything that any of you watching could say you're trying currently or experiencing currently. And we are here because we know that the only foundation, the only breakthrough, the only power, the only truth that we have is rooted in the word of God. And we are saved through Jesus Christ. And it's as he said, the only way to the father is through the son. You can try everything you want, but the only way to the Father is through the Son. And it's why we're taught to pray in the name of Jesus, because the name of Jesus is powerful. There is no name above this name. And every knee on earth will bow, you know, and uh, people don't really want, they don't want to say that. They don't want to admit that. They don't want to accept that. But I'm telling you, if you don't say it, admit it and accept it, you're not living your life. You're just waiting to die because you honestly don't know the power that lies on the other side of what I'm saying if you haven't tried it. So in all of your trying, try Jesus. Mm. You know? Yeah. Right? Amen. Right. Amen. And, and, and I, and I want to just add on to that thought, Cynthia, you know, that no matter where you're sitting today, the best is yet to come. Mm-hmm. And if we carry that posture, no matter what, right? To live as Christ, to die as gain, to have another day, it can be better. But yeah, man, uh, in Christ, that's a promise. Mm, yeah. Promise that the best is coming. It's yet to come. Yeah. 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 No matter how great or how horrible, the best is yet to come. Mm-hmm. But it is it begins with our mindset and believing that we have a, a, a sound mind and a, the mind of Christ. So. Amen. Amen. So with that, I'm going to read real quickly through these messages because, I mean, we've we've given the answer up front and, uh, uh, you know, we've given the answer. I mean, we've given the answer up front, but it is some of these things seems so unique, I think, to people. That's the thing I realize when I read some of the comments and the messages we get. People are so, so, I mean, they can feel so isolated. You know, they can feel so alone in their problem. And uh, this one message says, um, hello, Cynthia, I just listened to part two of Words and Identity. I really felt like so many of the items you listed off have been an issue for me. I'm learning to lean on my identity in Christ because that's really all that matters. But something you and Christina have mentioned was having boundaries with people and not being a people pleaser. My issue these days is forcing myself to be a friend to people who actually really frustrate me most of the time. I keep hearing in my head, I'm supposed to love those who are difficult to love. I pray and ask God to give me patience with them. I was even able to get one of my most difficult friends to come to church with me, but it's still a very challenging relationship. So at what point do I say, okay, I need to separate myself or say I need to sacrifice because I want to be Christ-like and love unconditionally. It's super hard. And I'd love to hear you guys' take on this. Thank you, Laverne. 
well, I mean, there's a lot there and we don't know every dynamic. Yeah. I do know this, that, you know, only, you know, if you're, if you're enabling someone in unhealthy behavior, so we can be a help, but we can also be these enablers that allow people to be unhealthy. So I, you know, yes, we love people, but sometimes the most loving thing to do to people is to just really tell them the truth. Mm. And you may lose a friend over it. <laughs> I mean, right. But if they're actually invested in getting better, you may actually earn a real friend over it. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, yeah, right. Because I, I, honestly, I had somebody, I have somebody in my life that I was like, God, I don't, I don't want to be friends with this person. Like this is, this is a high drama. This is, and you know what the Lord said? Nope. I'm choosing you and you're going to disciple and be a friend and you're going to live life. She's going to live life with you. And then she's going to learn. And then you're going to launch her into you know, the life that she's supposed to be living. And to be honest with you, she has tested my patience. I've been very frustrated. But like when the Lord tells you, no, worthy, this person mm. is so worth it. They're so worth the investment because they actually want to, you know, like, I mean, I do what I don't want to do. Why do I do what I don't want to do? We in Romans, we all do that, right? And so if you see somebody in their struggle, you don't leave somebody who's struggling trying to like, right? And they're really, they're really in it and trying and really being open to feedback. And I would say if the person is offended all the time, you may be wasting your time. But if they're a person that goes with my friend, she's like, oh, Nova. Yeah. And then we just move forward. So it, it yeah. there is a, not that you're the judge, but you know, when you can work with people and when they just are refusing mm -hmm. and, and that's where you kind of just have to release them. And if they want to come back and be teachable and learn, then that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, and it depends if it's a friend or if it's a mentor mentee relationship, like where does it fall? And sometimes yeah. you don't even have to say what it is. If you know in your heart, you know what, I'm a mentor to this person, but I don't need to tell them. I'd be like, let me mentor you. You just are in the relationship where you go, Lord, I'm just going to, I'm going to sit back. Cause you know what? I've got all I need from you and I'm going to serve you and bless this person. And that mm -hmm. is the thing. If we serve people and we're not serving God, then we become, we get walked on a lot. But if yeah. we just like, I'm serving you and I'm going to bless, then that's a mindset shift. Sorry. That mm -hmm. was a long explanation to nope. a shorter question, wow. but that's yeah. Yeah. But that I just want to add to Nova that like, I think sometimes in church, <clears throat> Well, when we when you go through things personally in your life, sometimes you recognize those same maybe flaws or brokenness in others. And you're like, oh, I really want to help them and I really want to walk them through things. But sometimes you have to ask yourself, am I trying to fix someone? Am I trying to, you know, am I making this person my project because I want to. And because sometimes in making someone your project to fix and loving hard people and, you know, mending hard people, we sometimes neglect our own brokenness. And we think, well, if I fix them, then I don't have to fix myself. And so and God will often ask us to love hard people, to maybe pray for hard people. But it doesn't mean that you have to drag them into you know, wholeness or drag them into healing or even drag them into church. Like the best thing for you to do is encourage them is to love them. But oftentimes if it's a forced friendship, if it's a forced like mentor relationship, you kind of have to ask yourself, like, is this of the Lord or is this just me trying to um, <clears throat> fix someone to, like, I don't know. I think sometimes as ministers, like we have all these projects, we see all these broken people and we think it's our job to fix and mend and heal them. But that's really the Lord's job. You know, like the girls that I pour into my life, they have all kinds of things they go through. But oftentimes I'll just be like, hey, let's go grab coffee, you know, and we hang out and it's through conversation and you love them and you allow your life to be an example because really people 
you can't force someone into growth and healing. They really have to want it for themselves. And if you want it more than they do, then it's just not going to work. So a lot of people in my life I pour into, I just love them. And sometimes I love them from a distance. And if they really want it, I invest more of my time. The ones that really say, Christine, I want to grow and I want to heal. I'm like, awesome. Here's a good resource. But I don't make myself the well they draw from. You push them closer to the Lord. And so I just kind of wanted to tap that end of the spectrum. You guys are so good. And, you know, I got to tell you, you know, Roger and I have spent years leading many people through their own inner healing. And man, I'll tell you, one of the first things I learned, um, and it and it was a lesson taught to me by my husband, because I, I, I really believe that he's anointed in this area. And he's trained by an incredible man named Jim, Han- Jim Hanley for decades. And one of the things we, we don't do, we will not chase anybody to get their own inner healing. We won't do it. Roger's always like, look, if somebody wants something, when they want a new car, they make wish boards, dream lists, they set meetings, they set appointments, they work extra jobs, they work overtime. When someone wants something, hear me now, when you want something, you go all out for it. If you want to get healed, you want to get delivered, you want to change your life, you want to live in victory, then you need to go all out for Jesus in the same way. And if there's somebody who's at your side, a friend or a counselor or something, then you got to go after them. If they've got the answer that you want, they've got the life you want to live, you got to be the one to just go after it. And, you know, I didn't understand that at first because I used to really no, Roger, we got to call this person. We got to make sure they get their their uh, meeting in this week and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, honey, this person hasn't phoned in weeks. This person hasn't mentioned their own inner healing in weeks. Like, I'm not going to chase them. I'm busy. And 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 I'm not going to run anybody down because I know that it doesn't matter. It doesn't help them. It's only when you get to that point where you really come to the end of yourself and the end of an issue that you hit your face and you let God begin, you know? And I honestly believe the beginning of God is found at the end of ourselves. So if we're still in the middle of ourselves on an issue or something, and you're still taking your friends through all kinds of just glory, drama, and trips, then, you know, Laverne, it is unhealthy for you. But you've got to apply the wisdom Christina and Nova actually just shared first and prayerfully make those decisions. And a lot of times, you know, for us, we got to love a person and sit there and be ready for them to come in for their, their inner healing. You know, we're, we're ready. We're waiting. Our arms are open, but you have to gauge where your friend is in this process, Laverne, because if not, then it becomes a codependent relationship where you're thinking you're healing and you're doing all this stuff. And the person's just kind of showing up, loving, showing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but, loving, getting, loving, getting mm-hmm. attention receiving, taking time. We've done inner healing with people who are really coming to us to try to find a justification to stay in their own sin. Mm. I mean, I've had, I've had people where I've looked at Roger at the end of a session and said, yeah, you can handle this on your own. Don't call me. I can't deal with this. This person is not invested in change. They're just invested in this process. Mm. And, and, and freely, freely we received. So freely we give in this area. You got to be paying me a lot of money for me to just stay invested in a toxic waste of time. I, and there's not that much money on the planet. So, yeah, man, like I get where you're coming from and we do, you know, but we do have to do these things prayerfully, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good, 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 good answers. I, I hope you got what you needed in that Laverne mm-hmm. and we love you. And Lord, we just pray that Laverne would have wisdom to know Amen. what to do with this person in Jesus name. So here's a message. Anna, you can throw this one up on screen if you want from God lover. Um, after my unwanted, and the reason why I say this is because I want you guys to feel, I mean, this person, I read this letter. You can't actually believe this email. Okay. So, right. Right. So go for it, Anna. Um, After my unwanted divorce, I went through a full frontal assault from the enemy that lasted for a long time. Wedding ring stolen twice and returned by the police. Hallelujah. Cancer diagnosis, two car robberies, 
car insurance fraudulent claims perpetrated against me, all my jewelry stolen, all my clothes stolen, dog dies, best friend dies suddenly, mother dies and left word for her children to not attend her funeral. I found out that she passed through friends who called offering condolences. Bank account was then drained by fraud. I stopped living and crawled into a fetal position and lost 10 years of my life. I still struggle with the whys and feelings of, is God good? I've been reading Job lately, trying to understand. Girlfriend. That is so heavy. Yeah. That is like t- 10 lives yeah. wrapped up yeah. into one. <laughs> There's... Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, that's such a hard one because, you know, the, and, and I really, because I'm, I would never make light of someone's, um, situation. You know, often I say, you know, life doesn't, and I learned this from this, you know, coach person that, um, is just amazing, but they're like, well, life doesn't happen to you. It It happens for you. And yet when you hear those stories, it's like, whoa, all of that is supposed to be happening for me. And like, I mean, I realized that was over a period of time, but it's like she, the, the full frontal assault that she just shared, I'm like, that is gnarly. And yeah. that, all I have to say is she must carry something amazing. <laughs> she must carry something so incredibly amazing and important because the enemy, I mean, that is, attack beyond. I I, I, got to tell you, I guess my first reaction to this when I read this was in the name from God lover. And I'm reading Job. And all I can think for you, God lover, is you really love God. None of this has broken the fact that you keep going to the throne of grace. You keep going to God to try to figure out the wise. And I got to tell you, I do believe that to whom much is given, much is required. Mm. I do believe you are, you've got to be on the receiving end, end of much coming to your life, much power in you, much ability to break through to other people in you. I, I do believe that as much as you love the Lord, God must love you so incredibly much because you are still sane, you are still seeking him, you are still clear enough to know that he's still on the throne. And going to Job, I, I mean, you you know, I'm sure that Job was restored tenfold, a hundredfold, mm. you know? And I also know if you're in Job, I remember, you know, in going through things and, and seasons in my life where I've just been like, I can't take it anymore. You know, I, I can't. And, and, you know, and there are seasons where I'll look at my husband and just say, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired in my soul. You know, it's it's a lot. It's too much. And then he'll say, no, it's not too much. You know, but I remember in going through that, looking at Job one season and it was really the end of Job. And 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 I think a lot of scholars agree that it is the end of Job. That's really where the power is. Because God finally answers Job because none of Job's friends are adequate to give him an answer. And I'm not going to be able, I I can't sit here and God lover, whoever you are, and pretend that I can give you an answer because I will just sound like the cacophony of voices that were speaking to Job. And they only sounded really unwise when God finally spoke and God finally did speak to Job. And basically to paraphrase, he said, Hey, son, I love you, but where were you when I put the stars in heaven? Mm. And where were you when I created the heavens and the earth? And, And where were you when I did this and I did that? And where were you when I formed you in your mother's womb? And it's like, it's so powerful to me, the way that God speaks to Job, because basically it said to me, daughter, I know you don't feel good right now. I know you don't but I need you to trust me because you don't understand. You don't understand the way I understand because you didn't create any of this and you don't get how much I love you 
and I am carrying you. And there are tests that I don't want to go through, man. I don't want to go through. There are some tests I have been through that I didn't want to go through and I don't want to go through again. But surely I know that I can't, I don't have an answer to God, you know, for where was I when all this happened? I was nowhere and he was everywhere. And I think, you know, God lover, I think and I believe that as with Job, in looking at God and acknowledging that you just don't get it, that his loving arms are there, that he was there before you and he knows for, for what's going to happen after you. He knows the whys and he knows the whens and he will restore you a hundredfold. Yeah. I don't have anything else for, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to share, um, I was going through the book of Second Timothy yesterday, and in Second Timothy chapter 4, Paul is just talking about just all of the things, right, that he went through. And I just want to read verses um, 17 through 18, and he said, and this is Paul, you know, he talks about how just people you know, had deserted him, you know, people had abandoned him, just like all of these things he went through, right? All of this crazy stuff. Um, No, that's not my alarm. And, oh, no worries. And then, but he said, but the Lord stood by me and strengthened me so that through me, the message might be fully proclaimed and all of the Gentiles might hear it. So I was rescued from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. And even with abandonment and betrayal and everything that Paul went through, he said that the Lord stood by him and the Lord rescued him from every evil deed and brought him safely into his heavenly kingdom. And I just want to believe that for you today, that God through everything that even I've been through for the last two years and this last week, I went through just another crazy event where I was left wrecked in the deepest possible way, but really going back to the Lord and being like, you know what, Lord, this is another, this is something else in my arsenal that I can now use, you know, against the enemy. And there's, and everything that we go through gives us wisdom that we could pass on to others and every battle we go through is a gift. When you look at the U.S. Army, right, you're not going to put someone that just got out of boot camp in the general's position in the White House, you know, or in the Pentagon. You're going to put someone as a general who has years of battle, years of experience, years. When you think of the Navy SEALs, like their general and their captain of their squad is someone who's like, dude, I've been through this battle and I've been through this war. I've been through this operation. I've been through all of these things so I can now lead others into this battle to get victory over our enemy, whatever it is. And I just look at all the battles you've gone through and you're like a general in the house of the Lord because you have wisdom on going through all of these things that like you can now help others through those things. And it's hard to see it now. But your struggles and the things you've gone through is a gift. The things I've gone through are a gift. Living with my abuser was a gift because I can now help others. Losing all of my home twice in 15 months was a gift. Losing everything I've gone through is a gift because when you look at like a general or people in the army, when they wear their like uniform, they have all of these medals and all of those medals represent like emblems or like honorariums of the battles they've gone through and they've had victory over. And as you stand in the house of the Lord, wearing your, your uniform as a, as, as a warrior, you have all of those medals that qualify you and give you authority in the kingdom of God to, to help others wage war where other people don't have authority over. I have authority because I've been through certain things. Cynthia has authority because she's been through certain things. Nova has authority because she has gone through certain things. I don't have the authority to talk about marriage because I'm not married or to talk about the things that, you know, whatever. And so I think it's just, you know, I don't know. I'm done, but yeah. No, I, Christina, yeah. that is so insightful and beautiful. And essentially what you're saying is we go through things and they happen to us, but God can, God can use it. He, he yeah. does use it. Although when we're in the middle of it, it's hard to hear that. 
That's just yeah. so challenging. It's interesting too, because our Western cu culture always asks the question, why, why God, why? And it's, and it's really interesting because the Middle Eastern biblical culture will say, what does this tell me about God? Yeah. And I, wow. right. And Cynthia, I love that you said, you know, that, you know, all the going all the way through and then, you know, God finally answers Job. And, and what did we find out about God through all those struggles? That he is the creator. He's the sustainer. You know, he is all those things and more. And like, it is that mindset of going, oh God, what is everything I've walked through? Mm -hmm. You have such a good history of being a faithful father. I do know that. And to hold on to those things and looking at the story of Job. Yes, he lost so much. And yet God says, I, I was with you. Mm -hmm. I'm here with you now and I'm giving you. Um, you know, he's, he's coming back with, like you said, tenfold. Yeah. And look, and, and it is, I mean, there's, there's a choice that you have to make that's involved here, you know, cause when you're going through something, when you're going through all of this and you're going through even one of these things, it doesn't feel like a gift at the time. No. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, there, there are, there are, there are plenty of times in my recent history where the fact that I was sexually abused and how it's affected my life does not feel like a gift, but I've chosen to see, you know, look, we live in a broken world. It's a fallen world, right? And broken people break other people. And Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation, but fear not for I have overcome the world. That means he's overcome my problems. That means that in this world, we don't get a trouble-free existence, but we get Jesus if we accept him as our Lord and Savior to walk us through those trials and tribulations and to give us beauty for ashes. So that yeah. means now he's going to take all that death and all that burnt up territory up yeah. from all those bad experiences and situations and bad people sometimes, and he's going to turn it into beauty. What That's when the ashes become the gift. That's when yeah. the, the mess becomes the gift. And you know what? It's when the mess becomes the message. It's Amen. When, when the tribulation becomes the sword, you know, and it, and it's when you realize that all this stuff is now a weapon in your tool belt. And I think that's when you do rise up, Christina, and that garment of gift, warrior, weapon, wisdom to impart to others that mm -hmm. helps destroy the enemy in their lives. That's when we really see it start to wreck what man and the enemy meant for evil that, that God will then take and use it for good. And man, this is how I fight my battles. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I mean, Cynthia, I, there's so much to be said on this topic and, you know, we never want to just be these women who oversimplify things like just like, you know, ever. And there's so much yeah. to be thought about and so 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 much studying to do like we, we it's like we can't answer in in a moment in a show but we live these lives as we we study and we talk and this is what it's about we talk to each other we go okay what's what's the lord showing you what's the insight in his word that he's giving you and and this is part of the process of trusting god and yeah. and moving with him and partnering with Jesus in all of our stuff. And he says, I am your easer. I am, I am your ever present help in time of trouble. And I lean on that. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to validate to like our friend that had that, you know, that sent the letter in that when you're in the midst of extreme suffering, what I've went through this week, it's not fun. No. I stood with two of my friends in our church parking lot yesterday weeping as they just put their hands on me and prayed for me. Like two of my really good br uh, brothers in the Lord, Dewey and James, you know, Do James is our young adults pastor and Dewey is our other friend at church. And I, and I had a meeting at our church and I just, you know, they were moving something in the parking lot. And I just, you know, asked two of my brothers in the Lord 
I just said, can you guys just stand with, because I serve with them every week, you know, for a junior high, young adult, for a junior high, high school and young adults group. And I just said, can you guys just pray for me? And I just wept, dude, in the church parking lot. And there are days where when you're in the midst of things, it does not feel like a gift at all. It does not feel like, you know, like, oh, I'm going to use, the Lord's going to use this one day. When you're in the midst of suffering, you're just trying to breathe and get out of bed the next day. And so I totally understand yeah. where you're at. And I just want to validate that, that I'm, I'm speaking from the perspective of on the other side, how God will use it. But when you're in the midst of it and you read, when you read the first chapter of Job and the end chapter of Job, you know, what, what happened in the beginning, what happened at the end, you're like, okay. But when you read the middle part of that, there is a deep valley of suffering that he went through a lot of doubt, a lot of questioning and God can handle your doubts and your questions and your God wise. He can handle all of that. And so take all that to the Lord and walk the journey with the Lord, walk through that valley because he will lead you through it. All the the things I've gone through has had the valley of crying and suffering and questions and there wouldn't be a story without it. Yeah. 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 It's a dark night of the soul for sure. Oh, for sure. Right. Right. And everybody goes through it, you know, everyone goes through it, but you know, how do you fight the battle while you're in it? How do you, you know, where do you turn? You know, for those of us who've accepted Christ and for those of you watching, that invitation is always there. And every day you get to accept him again and again, over and over and over. And when you turn to him, you've turned to real power and and, and real comfort and real peace. When you turn to other things, you've turned to temporary solutions that actually will only create a bigger chasm in your soul, mm-hmm. you know? So to Timothy 2.12, if we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. Right. So, you know, these are these are the areas where our faith gets tested. And, you know, we we, we're going to go on to a few, um, you know, other requests and comments here. But, you know, before we do, I just want to mention uh, Nova may have to leave us early today. And if she does, then, you know, CB and I will, will continue us out. But I just think this is a really, I mean, this is it, man. This, this, this woman's list to me, you know, for God lover, it just, you've got the ability to really come out of this, a real warrior for Christ. And um, I fear for the enemy that is within your atmosphere because you're still turning to Jesus. You're still turning to God. And um, real quickly, I'd love to just kind of pray, you know, over you. Um, And girls, if you want to chime in here, you know, I just pray for you, God lover, that you would have all the peace that you need in Jesus name, that you would really and truly, even today, if you're listening, if you're not listening, that you would receive the answer to some of your whys and that, you would stick with your questions before the throne of grace and that you would hold his hand until he sees fit to answer those questions, even into eternity. And in Jesus name, I pray that you will be used mightily against the kingdom of darkness and that every attack that has come against you will bring you an area of restoration in your life that is overflowing with abundance and joy and freedom and breakthrough and power and love and wisdom in Jesus name. May nothing come against that. Mm. Jesus, you say that you are near to the brokenhearted and we just sit in that truth. Simply say you are near to us and you don't leave us ever and God thank you for growing our faith and our trust that has just grown over time Mm. and Lord we say that we love you Mm. and we are grateful for your presence for the truth of the word of God And 
Um, God, as we continue to explore your word, that we would say, what does this say about you? Mm. What do these words, what does it say about you? We want to be women known um, as women that are deeply in love with you, have fallen for you. Um, thank you that you're here and you're in our midst. And if we look to the heavens, you're there. If we go to the depths mm -hmm. in our souls, you're there. Mm -hmm. You are with us. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. God, I just want to pray over our friend, Lord. God, I pray that you would be with her, Lord, in the midnight hour, God, when there's no words to her pain, God, when she has no more tears left, Lord, when she feels like her soul is just feels like tattered sails on, on a ship, Lord, when she feels like she can't sail any further, God. God, I pray that your, your spirit, God, would propel her forward, God. I pray that you would carry her in this season, God. I pray that your love would sing over her. I pray that you would strengthen her innermost being, Lord, and that you would surround her with your peace, that you would surround her with your songs, that you would surround her with your spirit and your presence, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I have to go, my love. Powerful. See you now. Love you, hon. Love you. I know her. Soon. So CB and I are going to dive into the next, uh, gosh, next request that came in. Next question. This is kind of an interesting one. Um, it's from P. New. And the, the question is, it's a question, Christina. So what degree of ongoing interaction should one offer to the persons who don't apologize and don't acknowledge what they've done or continue doing? And, and this is one of those, I think, forgiveness questions mm. that we've dealt with in the past. And I, I, I gotta, Christina, look, you know, P new, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let Christina lead in this one because I think you've got some unique wisdom on this one. Oh, yeah. CG. Because, yeah. I mean, you've got to, I mean, we both have people that have not apologized and and uh, you actually are in a continuing kind of a thing. And and I just, you know, want to start by saying, like, forgiveness is not about getting an apology. You may never get an apology or an acknowledgement of wrong from the person that you need to forgive. Forgiveness is for you. It's for your soul. Jesus died so that we could all be forgiven. His whole gig on planet earth is about forgiveness. When we don't forgive, we invalidate the essence of who Christ is. And so, and what he is in our lives for us. And forgiveness doesn't mean that what was done to you is right at all. <laughs> As a matter of fact, usually if you're watching and you feel like you need to forgive people. It's because the Holy Spirit is trying to get you to get in line with the Lord so he can take care of you. And then he can also go and spiritually take care of those people that offended you, hurt you, dropped you, wronged you, shamed you, abandoned you, rejected you, all of the above. So forgiveness does not mean that that person or those people or situations were right. It just means that you're taking your right to judge them and you're giving it to God and you're choosing to unlock a very deep and powerful spiritual key in your life where God will go to work. You don't have to do the work, you know? So, and I know, cause I've had to forgive the person that sexually abused me and broke my life in 1900 ways, a dozen times a year, you know, but he's for God to judge. Hmm. You know, when I think of Christ on the cross, what are like the one thing, what's one of the one things he said? He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And there's often people in our lives that continually wound us because they themselves are wounded and they do not understand the impact that their actions are having on you because they are speaking from their woundedness. They're acting from their woundedness. And I'm in a situation right now with my family where to this day, they have not apologized for allowing my abuser back in our home last year and me having to then move out. And they constantly want me to go back. My father's calling me, asking me to go back, giving me a hard time for not wanting to go back, saying I'm being unforgiving by not wanting to go back. But 
I come from a culture, an Indian culture, where there's so much abuse, where there's so much, you know, abuse and rape and sexual abuse and all this stuff. But it's something in a culture where it happens so often, but it's not talked about. I know that happens in the Latin American culture, happens in the Asian culture, so many different things. Things just happen, but because the abuse is so deep, to talk about it is so shameful. And so when you do talk about it and you bring to light what has been buried for generations and generations, it's the enemy is going to attack you. And my encouragement to you in the situation that I'm in too is to forgive knowing that you will never get an apology, but standing firm in your conviction, knowing that you can love people from afar, but it doesn't mean that you allow that person access to your life. So for example, my parents, I love my parents. I am meeting them halfway for food probably every few months because they have not, they have failed to recognize and acknowledge what they've done by allowing this person back in. I gave them an hour and a half for the first time in a few months, a couple weeks ago at lunch. If I gave them more time in that, they would dig and they would, and I would walk away from that lunch wounded. I met them halfway away from their house. So I didn't have to see this other person, but I gave them enough to where I was protecting myself. And I was also honoring what, where they are at. And with this person that's continually wounding you, you have to ask yourself, can I be out of relationship with them and still honor myself? For me, I can do that. You might live with this person And if this person's continually wounding you, there's boundaries that need to be set. Forgiveness is key because forgiveness sets you free to move forward. And because I'm continually wounded by my parents, that is why I choose to not put myself in their proximity to be wounded by them consistently because I don't have time to pick up the pieces of my broken heart every time, every two weeks after I see them. I don't have time for that. I'm involved in full-time ministry I have a lot of other stuff going on. So you need to guard your heart with all vigilance because out of it flows everything that you do in your life. So there might be boundaries and powerful words that need to take place. I had to do that two days ago with someone and you got to use your voice, girlfriend. Got to use your voice. Great advice, CB. I I hope and I hope that you really understand, you know, Pinu, that man, this is for you. This is about your freedom. You know, you want to, and, and you got to, let me just practically, you got to say it out loud. Jesus, in, in Jesus name, I choose to forgive this person for X, Y, and Z. I even forgive them that they don't recognize what they did. And Lord, I give them to you. I take my right to judge them and I give it to you because you're a better judge. You deal with them. I don't want this chain to my life anymore in Jesus name. You just repeat it out loud. Okay. And I promise you, you will begin to get a level of freedom. And I also promise you that you may see God deal with it in a way that you think is crazy. Cause I got to tell you, my husband led one of uh, the young women who works for him a few years ago through a prayer of forgiveness over an ex who was stalking her and her child and then threatening to kill her child right? Crazy situation. At the time, the young woman wasn't saved. Because of what she saw in the power of her forgiveness prayer, she gave her life to Christ and she's living for Jesus to this day. Now, this is what happened. My husband had her say that prayer, forgive this guy. Forgive this guy for what he's doing to you and your child. And also, you got to ask God to forgive you for any sin or anything you've done that is wrong in response to the person that wronged you that you need to forgive. Okay, or the situation that wronged you that you need to forgive. And so she did, she made her confession. She actually also repented of premarital sex because she had been with this guy physically. And she let it all go. She gave it to God. Three days later, and this is one of the crazy ones, and I'm not advocating this to happen to whomever you're dealing with, Pinu or whatever you're dealing with, but three days later, this guy committed suicide. He was clearly cuckoo. And she came into the office and she was, she couldn't believe it. This guy went from sitting outside of her house with a gun threatening to kill her and her child to killing himself. Mm. I have seen forgiveness prompt parents to call children whom they've never said, I love you to once the child forgives them for never saying, I love you. Like, 
I've seen so many crazy things happen because of true forgiveness and the power in forgiveness that it's insane. So anyway, this girl ended up giving her life to Jesus and she and her daughter have, I think, a very protected life today. And I say protected because I see God cover them in so many ways. So it's just a powerful principle, man, that we live in. Yeah. You know, so the next uh, kind of prayer request that came in um, is from uh, Diana Luna. And um, Anna, you can put this on screen if you want, um, or you can put these on screen if you want, but love your messages. They've really helped me. Please pray for me and my finances. A friend had my personal information. They started an Amazon store. Please pray that Robert will follow the word, their word, and not hurt me again financially and break all chains. Jesus, thank you. Amen. You know, it used to be that a person would just steal your financial information, right? Now they start an Amazon store. I mean, Diana. Yeah, Christina, this one's crazy. Um, so we're just going to give this a quick moment of prayer. Uh, Lord, for our sister, Diana, we lift her up. We pray for her and her finances. We pray that you'll protect her and her name and her financial reputation. We pray that whomever Robert is, that he will get convicted even right now in Jesus' name and submit and surrender truly his life to you, that he will never again harm Diana or anyone else. We pray, in fact, for all the financial sin that's going on in the world today, financial compromise, lies, even our own Lord in any little small ways that we all who are watching may get convicted of. Father, we ask you to forgive us. We give it all to you. We ask you to protect us. And we ask you to really and truly know that you're our provider, that you'll take care of us. We cast our cares and our anxiety upon you. And we pray for financial breakthroughs and provision, Lord, and miracles in our financial lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow. And this one is from Lisa. Well, I mean, I think you kind of addressed this one, uh, CB. It's yeah. from Lisa. What would you advise if a family member is very depressed yet doesn't recognize their wrongdoing? You sort of got into this yeah, one. We, mm -hmm. Yeah. I got to ask you a question on that. Do your parents ever feel sad or depressed about what's going on with you? You know, I know that they miss me because I've been a rock in our family for my entire existence. And I am the one child that has ever valued them and has stood by them, who has invested in them. And by me removing myself, they recognize the valuable vacancy that I left. Yeah. You know, just to be honest, like they realize that I was their warrior who helped them with their youngest son who had autism with their other son who was addicted and with this other family member who was on and off the street. Like I was the one that was their sounding board, their prayer warrior, their, you know, I was everything to them. And, but it was me being 30 years old and realizing that I can't, my life can't be surrounded by cleaning up the mess of my family anymore. Like I, I really have to move on with my life, you know? And so I know that they miss me, you know, we text and we call, but I will not sit back and just pretend yeah. that everything's hunky dory because it's not. Yeah. And so my dad asked me last week, will you ever come by the house? And I said, why would I? Right. I just said, no, because right. And I know that my parents, even one of my aunts, I posted some pictures of my horse the other day on Facebook. And she said, I'm so proud of you. Live life to the fullest. And this is the same aunt that lives next door to my parents that when I was moving out that day that I did, she said, I'm so proud of you. Let me know if you need anything. Because she knows that I've been through it with my family. And it's always my mom's siblings and my cousins that come to me and say, why are they allowing this? Why are they allowing that? They said, please tell your parents. And I tell them I try, but they don't listen, you know? And so it really is. I think my parents recognize 
the value that I brought to the table. And once that was gone, they recognized the empty seat that I left, you know, and sometimes Mm -hmm. in people's lives, they take you for granted. And it's when you're gone that they realize what they had. I don't fight for people to see my worth. I only surround myself with people who genuinely value what I have to bring to the table. I don't have time for people that aren't, that don't love and value me the way the Lord does. I just don't. And that's a standard I live my life by. Amen. Amen. And you know, as we, as we wrap up today, I just want to encourage all of you watching to really live your standard by the same one that Christina just, just stated right now. If someone doesn't love and value you, they likely don't love and value the Lord. Mm-hmm. And if they love and value the Lord, there's something wrong with their relationship with the, with with him that they're not able to love and value his children. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've got to love. Yes, we have to love. And, and we love because he first loved us. But mm-hmm. we also have to love and protect and guard our hearts as well. And I, 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 I just want to quickly... Pray for Iris. Uh, mm. Please pray for protection for my family. God mm. knows the situation. Also for healing for two men. Also for my vision that it will be restored in Jesus' mighty name. Iris, we stand in agreement that and pray with you that the Lord would restore your vision. And where he's where vision is missing in the natural, the Lord release. Oh God, I see the Lord wants to release spiritual vision for you which is way deeper than natural vision. So Lord, I just ask that you'll do both. And I ask that you'll heal Seamus and Sean, that you'll put your mighty hand on all of their lives. And that because of Iris's prayer, you'll just protect her family and powerfully move in her family. Lord, healing, 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 faith, provision. We pray all this for Iris in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm. And then I think uh, there are two more comments and they're really, um, you might, uh, they're really just thanks, Christina. And I'll, I'll share them with you. One from Vicarian Shepherd. Thanks so much for these Gold Club sessions. I came across the previous part last week and have gone and watched the rest of the Girl Talk videos. They've truly helped. I feel them breaking the chains that have been around me for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm coming under a demonic attack. They don't want to let me go, but I've been clutching onto the words of God and speaking them over myself. These chains will be broken. Yes, in Jesus' name, we definitely agree with you. And for all of you who are being touched by watching these, man, that's why we do it. That's why we're here. And we're grateful for the honor and the opportunity to be a part of your journey in Christ. And um, this one's from Lisa um, via Salem, an incredible partner that we have in Salem Media and Light Source and One Place. You can hear these Girl Club sessions on podcasts at One Place. Um, check out, check us out on Salem Media. Check us out on CynthiaGarrett.org. And through Cynthia Garrett Ministries' YouTube channel, I encourage you actually to sign up for the CGM YouTube channel so that you can get, if you subscribe, you'll get reminders every week when we're about to go live. Um, Mm. And then just, you know, as we tool up to go live, some weeks we start a little bit late for whatever reasons, but we're always here live 9 a.m. every Saturday morning, Pacific Coast time, Mm. 11 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 12 noon Eastern time. So that's live. And then of course, every episode repeats right here on the Cynthia Garrett Ministries YouTube channel um, or over at the Cynthia Garrett Ministries YouTube Mm. channel, if you're joining us now on one of the Salem media platforms, but this is for the girl club crew from Lisa. And you can post this one. Thank you so much for the series spirit of rejection and how it gives way to other spirits. I'm a single mom trying hard to raise my daughter. Please pray for her. And for us, she was raped last September and she feels worthless. Mm. She doesn't want to go to church. She doesn't want anything to do with God. She doesn't even accept my love for her, helplessly watching my child suffer. Lisa, mm-hmm. I mean, man, CB, do you have some words of wisdom for Lisa as we get ready to end the day? I can't even imagine what it's like for you, Lisa, watching your daughter suffer. I know. I get it. And Christina and I have both been raped. And I got to tell you, Lisa, in all honesty, there was probably a season where I was, I was 
mad at God in the sense that I didn't really understand why all this stuff happened. And what I want to say to you is the reason why I wanted to end on this, Christina, is because we're going to deal and start dealing with a new topic and and we're going to cover really and truly being angry at God, you know, Mm -hmm. and needing to forgive God feeling that you need to. And I know that sounds so odd, but I think so many people blame God, you know, for the things that have happened to them in their life. And your daughter is clearly in that place where she feels dropped and betrayed by God. And so it's hard uh, for me to give you advice at this juncture. I will tell you to keep, to stay with us because I think you're going to learn a lot you know, throughout the conversations we have about this. But I can say this to you, Lisa, stay in relationship to your child. You know, the best way to give advice to someone is to be deep in relationship with them. Hold her hand, walk with her, tell her you're sorry that this happened to her. Don't give her platitudes and scripture before she's ready to receive them. Give her love and relationship. Mm -hmm. Talk to her, let her know you're there for her. Um, ask her how she feels, ask her how going through what she went through has maybe stripped her of dignity or self-esteem, be enmeshed in her heart, in her life and in her mind. That's what you can do. And when you have that ground with her, eventually you're also going to be able to share your strength, your hope and your recovery which you found in Christ, clearly. And then you have a really strong position to give her Jesus and offer her true healing. But I think you gotta you you gotta you gotta be involved where she is. Does that make sense, CB? Yes. Yeah. 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 I I think you can just punctuate it there. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right, you guys. Well that's it for another girl club. We love y'all. CB, I love you. Thank you for your wisdom. Girlfriend, you are so powerful. Just, you've got so much to share. You know, God has truly taken your mess and made a message. And I'm grateful. Yeah. I'm grateful for you here. So I'm thankful to be here. Yeah. Awesome. We love you guys. Love you guys. Thanks for being a part of Girl Club. Have a blessed week. We'll keep you in prayer. Keep us in prayer. And we will see you next time. Yes. Bye, y'all. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for working everything out for my good. Help me trust in your perfect plan. Amen. Father, thank you for loving and caring for me. With Christian prayer meditation, you can pray along to prayers based on specific topics. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Christian prayer meditation. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com.